the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Chief Economist Briefing.com, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Um, partying at record highs. Sounds great, but I'm not retired, so it's kind of out of context. Uh, SP 500's at a high. Dow's at a high. It's too good to be true? Um, possibly. I mean, I'm, still, I'm not a, a market watcher by any means, but uh, you know, I still don't see the connection between current you know, equity prices and the way the economy is going. Let's talk about the economy. We got second quarter GDP numbers that looked better than expected, better than predicted, but there was a new way of handling those statistics. Uh, tell us what we saw this morning. Uh, GDP increased by 1.7%, uh, up from a, a downward revised 1.1%, well above what I expected. I thought GDP was going to be negative uh, this quarter. Uh, we had a big run up in inventories, which I didn't see, and uh, investment was stronger than expected. So you add those together, and, and you had a, a pretty solid GDP number, relatively for you know what we've been seeing over the last several you know years. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's all relative, and you know there was something inside the press release on the econ- on the economy that kind of said historically we're going to do some new statistics, so we would have grown 3.3 percent. So 1.7 percent is well off the historical norm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, GDP normally, you know, potential is between 2.7, A lot of people just consider 3% what we would grow, you know, if the economy was performing adequately. Uh, we haven't grown at that rate since Q1 2012. Uh, we really haven't had any sustained growth above potential, which is what you typically think of when you need to uh, lower the unemployment rate, um, you know, over the last three years. So... You know, if you look at trends, it's not moving very much. Um, you got a lot of press before the GDP release that the BEA was redoing um, part of their investment categories, and they added a couple components to investment, namely uh, some ways of calculating research and development and adding artistic products and licenses into the uh, mix. Now, that stuff really didn't play any role in uh overall growth rates it added like uh, 0.1 percentage points of the 1.7 percent growth so that's not you know anything important but you know overall things are just sluggish they're moving ahead but they're not anywhere near what you would want an economy to be performing you know let alone after a recession but even during you know a normal business uh, cycle inside the GDP is there anything that you look for that we should look for because it's pretty intimidating private inventories public inventories, non-residential investment, personal consumption, real final sales. Are any of those metrics more important to you? Uh, I look at the consumption numbers. I like to see how the consumer is performing uh, compared to their savings and whatnot. I like to look at um, 
the investment in equipment numbers uh, specifically. I like to see how uh, the business sector is allocating their money. You know, we have a, a big run-up in, um, in profits over the last several uh, years, but we're not seeing any of those profits being parlayed out into investment expenditures. And you kind of want to see the equipment stuff move higher. Uh, and after a recession, you typically get you know, 15 to 20% um, equipment growth, and we haven't seen that at all. Uh, I think we've had one quarter of, of that since the recession ended in 2009. Uh, and also you like to see if the housing sector is picking up, and you're getting that with the residential uh, investment numbers. Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com. He's the chief economist talking to us today. Before we move on to employment, the GDP report of 1.7%, It's not. We're, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but kind of anemic, not strong. Um, yeah, it's pathetic. I mean, okay. that's, that's, that's the best way of describing it. I mean, we have uh, a lot of resources that are being underused, and, you know, we're, we're doing everything on the monetary side to overcome, you know, the obstacles that we have in the economy, and, and it's not working. And you're seeing government spending drop for the third consecutive quarter. Um, state and local government manage its first increase since Q2 2012. Federal government spending has been down for a while now. Uh, you know, if the fiscal situation isn't going to help the economy and you're having anemic growth from the private sector, you're going to have a very difficult time getting growth to return to the uh, 3%, you know, potential that we that we normally would see. With that out there, the Federal Reserve has done quantitative easing one, two, and three, and we're talking about tapering. Would you say they've been successful programs or not? It's hard to, to determine the success of a quantitative easing program. There's no counterfactual that does a really good job of explaining how much growth has come from you know X amount of bond purchases. But on the margin, it's, it's better than nothing. And the fact that we have 1.7% growth, you know, 1.1% growth in Q1, 0.1% growth in, in Q4 2012, so those are the last three quarters, and they're talking about ending, you know, quantitative easing and tapering down purchases, which is, you know, a de facto tightening. It just seems unreasonable to me. The ADP employment change report showed an estimated 200,000 jobs added to the private sector in July. Good number, bad number? Where do you stand on this one? That's roughly the number that we've been seeing over the last 12 months. You've been seeing job growth in the neighborhood of 175 to 200. Um, so it's not an it's not a strengthening number. It's just a good number. You know, the ADP there's a, there's a strong caveat. It's it's not the BLS number. There is not a lot of statistical correlation over the last uh, several years now on um, the ADP versus the actual. Uh, you know, you keep hearing that Moody's is keep you know changing the way they're calculating the ADP to get it to be more in line with uh, with the actual, but their their statistical correlation is pretty weak. But even if you take that aside, you know, 200 is 200, and you know, that's roughly what we're getting. If we saw 300, I think your eyes would open, you know, and things would be better. Even 250, you would be like, wow, things are, are starting to really improve. But really, we, you know, under normal circumstances, 200 would be great. You know, when you have an unemployment rate of seven and a half percent, if you had a labor force participation rate that was what we had prior to the recession starting, it would be around eleven percent. You know, two hundred is not enough to drive that uh, that level down. And then you have to factor in what type of jobs we're getting. Are we seeing 
gains in income or are these just low-paying jobs? And, and right now the income factor isn't moving as strongly as we would hope, especially at this point in, the, in recovery. So uh, the job number in itself is nice, but it's not a solid, encouraging, strengthening number. What are you expecting on Friday from the BLS you know, roughly ADP, like 175 on the on the um, total, and then 200 on the private, roughly right around there. Uh, just what we've seen over the last several months. I, I don't see much of a change. You know, if you look at the initial claims level, things have been pretty solid but steady. You know, 350,000 give or take, based on you know some biases and seasonality and whatnot. We're not seeing it drop to the 330 range that we would hope to get. Uh, you know a plus 200 number out of uh, the payroll growth yet. Okay. Now let's turn the tables to President Barack Obama. He's out trying to push some new tax incentives for corporations. What are you making from what he's saying? Oh, boy. It's, the problem with politicians is that they're politicians. You know, They have to make populist statements and statements that they think will get uh, traction. You know, And at the same time, Realistically, you know, the Republicans aren't going to want to go ahead with any, you know, a lot of these mechanisms because, frankly, the Republicans just don't want uh, to cede any uh, any positive news to the president, you know, ahead of midterm elections. So, you know, the, the, the partisan politics that we're getting between the, the Republicans and Democrats, it's really, you know, making it difficult to get anything new. So, any statements that we're getting out of the president are just. You know, I'm trying to do something. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to to agree with the Republicans, and they're, you know, you're going to find, you know, that neither nor is it going to be a, uh, you know, the correct way of going about things. You know, and, until you can sit down and actually legislate and and govern, you know, it, it's just a mess. We've got a little bit over a minute speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Anything that you want to highlight before we head to break? Just pay attention to those, uh, you know, the employment numbers that come out on Friday. You know, if we okay. get a, a big surprise on the positive side, that's a, that's a good news for the economy. Are you still in the camp, or are you in the camp that media seems to be in that the back half of the year will add jobs and everything will be rosy? Uh, I mean, it's supposedly the math works out that way just because the effects of the sequester will be lower in the second half versus the first half. However, we're still only seeing consumption at 1.8%, so we're not seeing, you know, the sides that aren't really affected by the sequester really moving ahead with with much strength. So things, you know, mathematically should look a little better, but, you know, realistically, I don't know if it's going to end up being the case. As always, I appreciate your work, sir. <laughs> thanks. I won't call you sir again for a while, but thanks. Uh, it's Dr. Jeff Rosen, uh, Chief Economist, Briefing.com, Briefing.com. He's very, very good at what he does. He humanizes econ economics. And uh, as an economist, I appreciate that because the more you know, the more informed you could be about where you need to be in your life. The S&P 500's up. The Dow's up. The Nasdaq's up. It's a good day. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tomorrow night in San Rafael. It's a retirement planning workshop. It's free. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's in San Rafael at the Four Point Sheraton tomorrow night, 630 to 9. Um, I promise you, you'll learn a thing or two about investing, about retirement, about estate planning, and much, much more. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio in Washington.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's been quite a week for Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He's added a cool billion dollars to his net worth as shares of Facebook have. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.